There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positive or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Edition number 190 of the aforementioned soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat is sitting, I was going to say immediately to my right, but you would be more adjacent, would be the Darren Doogie Wolfson from KSTP Channel 5 Sports and, of course, Score North here in the Twin Cities. My man, my mentor, my friend, I can see two-thirds of your face with this poll in front of it. You know How what, you Ross? doing? Hey, whether it's two-thirds, one-third... Whether it's all of me, none of me, we know each other. We've known each other for so long. It's not like you like literally need to see me, but it's always nice to be in your presence, Ow. to be in the studio, to be here on episode 190. What an honor. Where is the party for episode 200? You know, maybe we'll take it down to TV. How about, can I have five minutes live on the sports on channel five? Wait. So you're assuming we even get five minutes? (laughs) Hello! (laughs) What world are you living in? Depends on the day, right? Yeah, I guess on Sunday nights, right? Sports (laughs) Wrap is sort of kind of back. We get extended time on Sunday nights, but not the full half hour. So maybe, like if this thing dovetails big time for the Vikings, like in four or five weeks, like what is it, about an episode, two episodes maybe a week? So we're like maybe five to six to seven weeks out from episode 200? Is that about right? Yeah, I do one or two this time of year. I do about two a week because tomorrow, no, what day is today? Yeah, tomorrow. Today is November 1st. (laughs) You are going to make it a November to remember, Ross Brown. That's right. And perhaps the Gopher football team will, too. We'll get there a little bit later on. Daniel House joins each and every week this time of year for a Gopher preview and review edition. I hope the audience realizes how he's much so good. knowledge. Oh, he's so good. And he's in the belly of the beast as often as he can be. Yes. Yeah. Like our access is pretty darn limited, but the access we get, he is there constantly. He forgets more about go for football in two seconds than anyone outside of the building will ever know. Okay. Inside the building. I get it. But outside of that building, whatever they call it now, the performance center is it the larson performance center whatever it is the football building on campus right anybody that's not in that building like nobody has more knowledge than daniel house but i'm just saying okay so the vikings dovetail here so we're talking okay two episodes a week yeah yeah. so we're about five ish weeks out from episode 200 right yeah i would say so like after thanksgiving we'll be talking late november early december all right so at that point if this thing dovetails for the vikings not sure it will right especially with the broncos the bears and i get it the broncos just beat the chiefs but the schedule is favorable but if somehow this thing dovetails for the vikings we have all this content right this time to fill right we need content so you know what? i'll consider it so, uh, but you need the Vikings to lose. Is that is that possible? You need to root for the Vikings to lose to even have this be like a sliver of a possibility. I, I just I really don't like putting this out into the world because I will acknowledge it kind of makes me 
it can make you look bad. Made me look bad last year to pretty much everybody in Ames, Iowa, when, you know, maybe I didn't choose my words the best because I don't wish anybody to be injured. But when Brock Purdy went out in the playoffs, I'm not going to lie, I did kind of take a sigh of relief because I was tired of hearing about Brock Purdy's the greatest quarterback in NFL history. I didn't want him to get injured, but I was happy that at least maybe we could all take a deep breath and I could hear about the 49ers without hearing about Brock Montana or Brock Young. Yeah, it's basically what they were talking but about you know him what? as, right? You think about it, in an alternate universe, Brock Purdy isn't Mr. Irrelevant. He accepts the Vikings post-draft offer. 49ers, Vikings, Texans. Now, hey, it probably was always going to be San Francisco, but follow me here, right? Okay. In an alternate universe. He's making the start on Sunday for the Minnesota Mr. Vikings. He is Irrelevant. He is making the start on Sunday. You got it. For your Minnesota Vikings. Okay, but here's what I was going to say. The Kirk Cousins Minnesota Vikings injury is incredibly Minnesota Vikings-like. And follow me on this one, Doogie. If Kirk Cousins gets injured in the first four weeks, you look at it and go, okay, well, okay, if we want to go acquire a, a pretty good quarterback, there's still a chance we can do it. There's time the season's early. You'd be in the same situation that the Jets were in. Or at that point, you go, oh, this is great. We're 1-3. and three. We can commit to being 4-13 and 13 or worse. Now, classic Minnesota Vikings, they win two in a row. Then his leg slash ankle falls off. You're currently sitting in the playoffs. You don't know whether to go forwards or backwards. It is classic Minnesota Vikings to be put in this situation. But I look at it right now, Dukes, and say, what the Vikings did at the trade deadline with Josh Dobbs, I'm fine with. You essentially gave up nothing. You're going to give them a sixth. You got a quarterback in return that you may use, you may not, but at least there's another healthy veteran in the room. You get to ride it out now. Jaron Hall, maybe he starts on Sunday and wins. Great. Then he starts again against New Orleans. Maybe you ride that out. Or he starts and looks awful and you turn over to Josh Dobbs and maybe he's still not that good and the team doesn't win a ton of games. The Kirk Cousins injury, that could have been, and I I really don't like saying this, so I'm, I'm trying to tread carefully. That could have been the football gods protecting the Vikings from themselves. In the sense of, I just don't, the for me, the ceiling of this team has out the floor is the ceiling, right? I've never understood what we're doing here. There is no upside to this Minnesota Vikings. You know what the upside to this Minnesota Vikings is? You make it to the playoffs and you lose right away. It's it's always been that way with Kirk Cousins, and I'm not saying it is his fault, but he's a part of the fault. And I know you cringed when I said that. I don't like people getting yeah, injured. I did cringe? But, I, yeah, I think. But, I, I hope everybody understands it. Yeah, you weren't rooting for no for his not, Achilles. No, to snap. not at all. But in a weird way, this could now be the conduit for the Vikings finishing six and eleven and having to do a reset and figuring out what their long term play at quarterback is versus kicking the stupid can down the road every off season. What if I told you, Ross, what if I told the listening folks right now that I think there is a better chance today that Cousins is back than there was Sunday morning. And I agree with that. that Kirk Cousins is back. And I agree with that. I'm actually okay with it because it'll be at shorter term and shorter money. Well, yeah. Less I mean, money. The number. I mean, the reason I'm laying this out is, you know, whatever the money was going to be, 
you know, a healthy Kirk Cousins, it's not going to be the same. I don't know if there's a precedent out there. I don't know if there's a comp, right? But we know based on this injury, you know, whatever he signs for in March isn't going to be what he could have signed for fully healthy. So, yes, I'm just telling you, reading the tea leaves today, some of the comments from Quasi Adolfo Mensa, Kevin O'Connell earlier this week, Quasi today. I'm just telling you, do not be surprised whatsoever if Kirk Cousins re-signs with the Vikings. Now, if you're picking 14, 15, 16, 17. This is the perfect scenario. Do you still go the route of a J.J. McCarthy, the Michigan quarterback? 110% or a different you do. name? Or do you wait? Because I still think there's a strong likelihood they will draft a quarterback relatively high in April. The question is, will it be as high as the first round? Is Kirk on board with truly mentoring his successor? Would he at that point realize, okay, I'm 36 years old, coming back from a catastrophic injury. Oh, by the way, you probably know this better than I, but doesn't research suggest once you snap one Achilles that there is a more likely chance that you snap the other one? Didn't Jordan Hicks snap Boy, both Achilles? There is actually, believe it or not, Purple Daily has a staff doctor who shows up on occasion, and he's talked about this before, and I can't remember what his exact issue I hope is. I'm not talking out of turn. I think and it doesn't mean that Kirk next year is going to snap correct, his other correct. Achilles, <laughs> but that that now, you have to consider it. He's no longer Mr. Iron Man, so you need to have a capable backup. Can it really be Nick Mullins again? Did Mullins resign in a one-year deal, or was that a two-year deal? I think it was just a one-year deal. All right, so you going to run that thing back again? Yeah, okay, Jaron Hall, he's under contractual control I'd like next to year. Think... But I'm just saying, you would hope Kirk would embrace the idea of being a full-fledged mentor to some high draft pick starting next year. And also understanding that his lot in life is, okay, I'm a little bit older. I think this Vikings team is still pretty good. I think we can win. I think I can be a part of the reason that this team wins. And if you're a true competitor like he is, and I believe he's one tough SOB. He is. I would like to think that he would look at it and say, okay, you think Quinn Ewers is here to take my job? No, we're going to go 12-5 and this year, and he's not taking my job. I'd like to think that he can do both. I can mentor a young kid because I do believe he would. I do think he's the type of personality that would. But also, he's competitive and would say, you can have this job, Quinn Ewers, Amir Penix, whoever it is, Bo Nix. You can have this job, but it's when I damn well choose to leave it, not when I'm told to go. To me, that's best-case scenario. That is best-case scenario. That's a scenario I can see playing out. I will also caution you, though, Ross, be careful what you wish for, right? With all the warts, and I get it. There are warts with Kirk. Do you know how easily you can do worse than Kirk Cousins? In the draft, you can ease. Every player I just named could end up being far worse than Kirk Cousins. I I do get that. I I fully get that. But I also know, you know, Kevin O'Connell, Quasey, they talked about his career year, career season. was what he was maybe on track for. Mm -hmm. True. The team was still four and four, and he'll be thirty six soon. Yeah, so though I he's can not, make a strong case. He's not going to play like that forever, Ross. I can make a strong case that even at four and four, because the defense is significantly better than last year, that this group now it doesn't mean they were going to make a deep January run, but that this group is better than the twenty twenty two Vikings. The oh, twenty twenty two Vikings that won thirteen games. I believe that. I do. That this team. I do. And depending on matchups, come January. Now, hey, to me, Detroit's schedule is favorable enough 
I speak of the Vikings' favorable schedule, but Detroit also has a favorable schedule. That Detroit now being two games up, that even with a healthy Kirk, I think Detroit was on its way to 11 wins, potentially even 12. And I just didn't think the Vikings would leapfrog that, even with the two matchups remaining against Detroit. So I'm looking at Detroit as the NFC North winner. So then you're looking at the Vikings as either the 5, 6, or 7 seed. You figure the loser of Philly, Dallas, NFC East is probably the five. So then you're looking at the six or the seven. So were the Vikings in January going to a combination of Detroit, San Francisco, and either Philly or Dallas, winning all three of those games just to win the NFC to have the right to play the winner of the AFC, the Chiefs or whomever, Jacksonville maybe, whomever it is, right? So if that's the ultimate goal, to hoist the Lombardi Trophy, win the Super Bowl, was that any sort of logical path? I just didn't see it. That wasn't going to happen this year, no matter who but I'm the just quarterback telling you, was. This collection of Vikings with a healthy Kirk Cousins, better than last year's version. What does Jaron Hall have to do on Sunday to start again against New Orleans? Does he Can he play well in a losing effort, or do the Vikings have to win? Because in a perfect case, he plays, yeah, a good question. He plays wellish and looks functional, and maybe does for a couple weeks where he buys himself a little bit of, I don't know what you would call it, equity so he can then maybe three weeks down the road play poorly and keep the job, at least for the rest of the year? Or do you think this is, does he have to win on Sunday to not immediately go to Josh Dobbs? Well, I think that's too simplistic, right? I mean, he could lose, but still, like, function at a pretty high level. Taylor Heineke now in for Atlanta. That's right. I mean, to me, Atlanta has a far better chance winning a game with Taylor Heineke compared to Desmond Ritter, Heineke can open up the offense. He'll push the ball downfield, right? Atlanta could win something like 27, yeah. 24. So let's say Jaron Hall leads the Vikings on four scoring drives, including three touchdown drives. Let's even say there's a pick in there, but let's say maybe the pick goes off TJ Hawkinson's hands or somebody else's hands that it's not the quarterback's fault that he's running when he needs to run, but he's still surveying the field. That at 25 years old, he looks like prime BYU Jaron Hall at times. But they lose. So that's my scenario right now. They lose 27 to 24. You mean to tell me Jaron wouldn't start November 12th against New Orleans? I think he should. That's nuts, what, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, he should. he should. And I would think he would. You're not going to bench him after a performance like that. So, you know, to me, Ross, we need to see, right? Like, I think we'll know, right? If we have this conversation at 310... On Sunday afternoon, I think we'll have a really good understanding if Jaron is going to be out there on November 12th or not. The odds are greater that he looks brutal than brilliant, oh, of though, course. right? They're, they're, yes. they're much higher that he looks absolutely mm-hmm. brutal and in over his head. Although you would have thought that last Sunday, Will Levis, and I get it, second yeah. round pick, but yep. you would have thought Will Levis making his first start for the Tennessee Titans, rookie quarterback, right? You would have thought, you know what? Will Levis is going to stink. Will Levis was brilliant. Vikings didn't need him. Right? Had a chance. Apparently, that is accurate. Apparently didn't care enough to take them. Mm-hmm. It's neither here nor there. I got to mix this one in, then a quick Timberwolves question. Yep. Then I'm going to do five filler questions with you, but sports related. I got to mix this question in just because you know me. I, I got I to gotta make a little bit of a joke. Fair to say the Vikings thought they had plenty of options that were better than Ezra. <laughs> Thank you. I knew, I knew, you were going I knew you'd that. get that. Yeah. I knew you'd get that. This one's odd to me. The, the stats bear out he's an average guard. 
So if he's an average guard, why couldn't he play here any longer? Or B, how could you only get the a middle pick in the middle of the sixth round? Well, you know what? On your latter point, the 49ers also had interest in Ezra. So you mean to tell me you couldn't bargain the Niners against Jacksonville? Come up with at least yeah. a five? I'm and not get, suggesting a four, but get a five. get a higher pick? But a six is fine. It's not a fireable offense by Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Ezra Cleveland in a contract year. He had interest in an extension. The Vikings never, my understanding is Ross, never engaged his representation in any sort of extension talk. And so if you knew he wasn't coming back, you bring in Dalton Reisner, his natural spot is left guard. He's looked fine, maybe not as good against Green Bay as he was the previous week against the Niners, but Dalton has a track record, right? You've got this guy, Dalton Reisner, plus you like Brandle, you like even... Some other guys you have. Ingram's been better, too. He's been better this year. Well, and, I mean, that's a Quasi draft pick, right? So you're not pulling the plug on a second-round pick. Ed Ingram, who you're right. Ed Ingram has gotten better as the season has gone on, much like the entire offensive line. Right now, what is it, a top five to top eight-ish offensive line in the NFL? That's also It's weird to say that, but the Vikings have a legit top ten offensive line. It's also the crazy thing about the Kirk Cousins injury. If you would have told me in the offseason he's going to get injured in week eight, you would have assumed it was because he got hit, right? In this case, protection's been pretty good all year. This was largely a non-contact injury. Yes, although didn't Brian O'Neill partially, not fully, but partially tear his Achilles on that Lambeau Field turf? And according to... Although everybody talks about the U.S. Bank Stadium (laughs) turf, which there is something to be said about that, right? Mike Williams, Chargers, heck, Travis Kelsey got dinged up. In the in the Vikings Chiefs game, right? I mean, that US Bank Stadium turf is one of the worst in the league. But hey, Brian O'Neill, right on New Year's Day, and now fast forward ten ish months, and, and then you got Kirk Cousins on the same field. New turf after this season already, mm-hmm. right? That is accurate. Yeah. I, I guess I shouldn't say Ask already. John Anderson of the Gophers how he feels about that. To, well, let's not get into that. I promised you 20 minutes, and we're already getting up against that. Are we? Yeah, here, okay. Here is your one Timberwolves question, All okay? Right. But anyway, I'm actually, based on the logic they used to trade Ezra, they should have also traded KJ Osborne. Yes, but yeah. I don't think they were offered more than a six, so that's fine. But, like, they know KJ Osborne is not coming back in March, like, 100%. You drafted Jordan at like you're just you're not bringing back KJ Osborne. It's nothing against KJ. Go get paid. Go have a bigger role elsewhere. But I thought they should have also traded KJ Osborne yesterday. I think if Justin Jefferson wasn't injured, they would have taken that sixth round pick and, and did it. But Probably. right now, this gives them a little bit more. Yeah, because Jefferson, no guarantee he's back for the New Orleans game. Yep. Eligible to come back. And he's not far off. But this may be more like a five to six week injury, not a four week injury. And so some of that, Jefferson may not be back until the end of the month, not November 12th. And so that buys you a little bit more time. Some of that may Plus also Brandon de- Powell is also banged up. So the Jefferson bit too. some of that may also just depend on what happens in the next week or two. If the Vikings dump the next two, is there going to be any need for him to really rush back at four and six? Well, I mean, he wants to be back, right? I mean, there's incentive to have another thousand yard season. Like he's just, he's a competitor. Everything I know about Justin I'm telling you, Ross, Justin wants to be back on the field as soon as he can be. Your Wolves question, mm-hmm. why is it so GD impossible for this franchise to hold on to big leads? <laughs> uh, I just, honestly, at halftime of the Atlanta game, I saw the score, and all these tweets, great half for the Wolves. Well, it was. And it was. 79 and it, and points, And it yeah. was. But with this franchise, why do we laud the first half of a game ever until we see the final score? 
And yeah, I get I mean, it. It's they? a different NBA. I get it. You can erase scores quicker than you ever could. But also, I would combat that and say, you can also keep scoring points and make it more difficult. A 42-12 to 12 run? How is that possible? The when end- Atlanta played the previous night, by the way. Yes, I was just going to say that they so played. So in theory, right? They should be tired. 19 <laughs> points up on them at the half. They play the night before in theory. They they're supposed to have tired legs. Right? You're supposed to get them to curl up in the fetal position. But you gave them a sliver of hope, and they ran with it. Yeah, Ross, was it? Was it one, two, three, where the Wolves finished last year and blown double-digit leads? I don't remember the Among exact the number. the worst in the NBA. But it was, and, hey, there's and context they, to that, right? Like, you could lead you could lead 12 to 2, right? Five minutes into a game. But Technically, you're up double digits. Then you could go on to lose the game. But, but that's I'm not the ones the we're Wolves, talking about. The Wolves lost a ton of double-digit leads. And oftentimes last to year. bad teams. So this is who they are until they show us otherwise. You can't have any faith, right? You just can't. And I had Glenn Taylor on the Scoop podcast eight, nine days ago. Gosh darn, there's been a lot yeah, of stuff that's did, happened. But Didn't Glenn break yeah, the Jaden news to you? Yeah, he did as we were talking. So I think Shams was able to have the fast fingers yeah. put it out there. But, anyway, but you had matter. it first. You had it first. I'm able to add, hey, the national guys get you know the initial scoop. My goal oftentimes is to advance the story. However, I can advance the story. So whether it was, hey, it's five years fully guaranteed, no player option, no team option, whatever it is, there's always ways you can push the story forward. But yeah, I was talking to Glenn as as the news was happening, you know, and he knew it even, you know, when he picked up the phone. But when I went down the line of questioning about Jaden, yes. But he had mentioned in that conversation, Ross, there's a heavy emphasis on a fast start. Even with a challenging schedule, like, they don't want to be 8-7 and seven or 7-8 seven and eight after 15 games. The idea is, you look at Denver last year. Like, Denver ran right from the get-go. Did Denver ever fall from the one seed last year? Uh, like, you look at how Denver did the first 8-10 to 10 games last year, and it just continued all the way through. They put a heavy emphasis. They'll continue to put a heavy emphasis. Heck, win tonight against Denver, beat Utah over the weekend. Heck, beat the Celtics on Monday, you know run off a, a winning streak here, right? So it's still possible, but I'm just saying here at one and two, playing Denver and Boston in two of your next three, right? Like it's going to be hard to avoid like an eight and seven, seven and eight start through 15. So what's your record at the 15 game mark? You know, in the Western Conference, now James Harden in the West, maybe that doesn't work with the Clippers, but I think short term, you know, can they stay healthy? There's all sorts of questions about the Clippers, but now the Clippers might be better, right? And so you're trying to figure out where the Wolves fall pecking order-wise. You know, are they better than Phoenix, Golden State, Denver, the Lakers, the Clippers? It's so early. Oof. It just sucks to be three games in and feel like this looks and feels an awful lot like it has in previous years. Well, I agree. And it's very early. And you even go back to last Wednesday, though. You know, you're thinking, you know what? That Toronto team looks pretty good. How's Toronto done since that game? I don't think they've won a game, right? They won. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> so, collapsed in Chicago a few days ago, right? And I still like a lot of the pieces. Like, I love Scotty Barnes with the Raptors. But I'm just saying, we thought in that moment, you know, a Toronto tricky matchup for the Wolves. Toronto, hey, they're going to be a lot better this year. New coach, right? All this and that. And, yeah, look at Toronto since then. And I get it. You know, all relative, all a relatively small sample size. So I understand that. But just with Glenn Taylor saying, hey, we're putting a heavy emphasis on a fast start. 
Then you lose two of your first three, staring at the defending champions tonight and a really, really good Boston team on Monday. It's going to be hard to get off to a really good start. Doogie, you love Scotty Barnes. I love Beans Coffee Company. Mm-hmm. It is the holiday season now. A very happy Honda Days and Merry Toyotathon to you. Tis the season. You're, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, you love my bad humor. At least you humor me enough to make it seem like you do. Doogie's a big Beans Coffee Company fan, as am I. I do want to give a quick plug. Go to coffeebybeans.com. Truly a blend and a variety for everybody. Coffeebybeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT is going to save you some cash at checkout. Again, promo code SPORTSCHAT at coffeebybeans.com. Perfect for the upcoming holidays. Perfect for your family get-togethers. Also, just a good local Minnesota company with some great coffee. Light roast, medium roast, dark roast. I love the Mikado and the Perfectus. Doogie, I don't even remember what I gave you, but you did tell me that you liked it, which means a lot because I've never known Doogie to be a liar. Coffeebybeans.com. I don't lie, Ross, because I can't remember, right? Like, That's if you the lie, problem then you if need you to lie. remember your lie, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not capable of remembering. Well, I'm getting older. My memory isn't what it used to be, Ross, so it's just easy to be transparent, to be honest. And so, yeah, I mean, I would tell you if I didn't like it, and it's rock-solid coffee. As George Costanza once told Jerry Seinfeld, remember, Jerry, it's not a lie. If you believe it, <laughs> coffeebybeans.com, promo code sports chat. Okay, Doogie, I want to get you out of here and I want to go home. So, five Minnesota sports filler questions really quickly. Are yeah, you ready? Whatever you want to do, it's your show. All right, number one, who wins the Big Ten West? Ooh, you got a lot of crap to pick from. <laughs> I do. Gosh, I still I think mean, it's, you I talk still... to people in Lincoln, they make a case for Nebraska. Who wins the Iowa Nebraska game? I do think the Gophers, with all the issues they have, this is not a good Gophers team by any stretch. No. And it's not like it's a high bar to jump over, but this is not a really good Gophers team. all the Gophers teams that have been in the mix to win win all these games outside of Ohio State. They can. They really can. And so, you know, the Gophers will be there at six and three in my mind. You have tiebreaker on Iowa. You have tiebreaker... On Wisconsin, but you need Iowa to lose another game. But does Nebraska beat Iowa? You have tiebreaker on Nebraska. Look out for Northwestern. No, I don't think so. No, I'm just saying, can Northwestern beat Iowa? Well, anybody can beat Iowa. Correct. Right? And that's you're just looking for one more Iowa slip turmoil up. now. Ferentz not coming back as OC. Thank, thank you, Beth Gats. By the way, yeah, I mean it's unfortunate McNamara got hurt. Right. I mean Iowa would have run away with the West, but hey. Not like the Gophers need to apologize for what they did to, you know, the backup quarterback and everything else down in in Iowa City. Who you got? You know, if I say the Gophers, it won't happen. I think it's Wisconsin still. Yeah, I may lean Wisconsin. And I believe that. will figure it out. Will Mordecai be back? Is that a season-ending injury? No, it sounds like they think he might be back in a couple weeks. Okay, then I might lean. If he's back for that November 25th game against the Gophers, even though it's here... He's a capable quarterback. I know he hasn't shown us a whole lot this year, but I may be with you that I lean Wisconsin. I just talked my way out of what I said that the Gophers can win all their games outside of Ohio State, that the Gophers can trip up against Wisconsin on November 25th. I'd just like to see the Gophers still get to seven wins, and I do think that that can happen, especially if they win the next two. Number two, give me one free agent or likely trade target for your soon-to-be World Series champions, Minnesota Twins. Well... From a free agent standpoint, I mean, they put a claim in on Lucas Giolito, right? So what's that number look like? They'll need to add a starting pitcher 
in some form. Now, to me, I call up the Brewers about Corbin Burns. I mean, that would be my guy. That would be you know, fine. Now, the package would be through the roof, but hey, you got to give to get. But that would be a guy I would target. But knowing they put a claim in, well, heck, on two free agents. I mean, if you're thinking about center field insurance, is Michael A. Taylor back? Yes or no? Harrison Bader. They put a claim in on Bader, so we know there's some interest in Bader, and they put the claim in on on Lucas Giolito. So I would look at those two guys, Harrison Bader, Lucas Giolito, but I certainly would call the Brewers on Corbin Burns. You already kind of answered it, but the week one starter for your 2024 Minnesota Vikings is? Well, I mean, heck, like... An Achilles injury isn't a death sentence. No, Aaron Rodgers might be back in a handful of weeks. Yeah, no, a different surgeon did Kirk's surgery, right? So, you know, the guy out in California, Dr. Neal, you know, he may not be Dr. Chris here at TCO Performance, right? So, you know, but it's possible to be back in 10-ish months, right? So, you know, Kirk may get a good amount of August to get work in and he's good to go resigns with the Vikings. So he's good to go. Whatever week one is, you know, that Sunday after labor day. So at this point, Kirk cousins, I know you're Mr. Minnesota wild. Does Dean Evison survive this year as the Minnesota wild head coach? I haven't heard of any sort of steam that like he's in, you know, well, danger, hockey. Right they're all second. in danger. I, of course they are. <laughs> You know what? Considering what Billy Guerin told us at the season wrap-up news conference last year, after last season, so this calendar year, but last whatever it was, early May, about being handcuffed, right? The the cap ramifications still from the Prezi Suter buyouts, but they have that as a built-in excuse. Let's see some development. We are seeing it with Marco Rossi right now. Like yeah. He looks like a legit looks NHL good. player, right? So doesn't Dean Evis and his staff deserve credit for that? I mean, heck, Jared Spurgeon finally practiced today, right? Should be back. Can't be back for the New Jersey game on Thursday, but could be back as soon as this weekend. Matt Boldy expected back for the New Jersey game on Thursday night at the X. So let's see Dean with a fully healthy roster, or at least close to a fully healthy. I get it. Alex Galagoski still out for a little bit, but let's see this roster with Spurgeon with Boldy in the lineup. Let's see what they can do. They got off to a slow start or a semi-slow start, a comparable start. Last year still ended up with, what, 100 points in the regular season. Don't know if this group will win another 100 points, but I don't think Dean is in trouble anytime soon. So what was what was the exact verbiage on your question, Ross? Does Dean Evison survive the Minnesota Wild season? Yeah, I think he does. Okay. Now, see the coach next year, we can have a different conversation. But, yes, I will say he does survive this season. Well, speaking of the coach next year, funny you should bring that up. How many games does Ben Johnson win this year at the University of Minnesota? Well, I mean, have you seen the non-conference? It's there's a, there is winnable games, plenty of winnable games. There is a couple tougher games. I know, but like St. Thomas has a tougher. I know. St. Thomas against California. Isn't but, Mark Matson the former Wolf? Isn't he the head coach of the Cal Golden Bears now? St. Thomas yeah. at Cal Berkeley on Monday. I mean, if Ben gets to the Big Ten season, he's or whatever. I know it starts early, but he's eight and two non-conference. Can he win five or six conference games? I think he win five. The question is, does Mark Coyle really, really want to hire Nico Medved or somebody else? You think about the secret scrimmage in Fort Collins, Colorado, (laughs) a couple Saturdays ago. The Rams beat the Gophers by darn near 30 points. Now, I was at Gopher Basketball Media Day late last week. They were claiming, hey, like we were exploring with different lineups. You know, everybody played. Still shouldn't get run that bad. But 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Colorado State was doing some of the same things. You still lost by darn near 30 or like 30 points. Nico Medved is a really good coach. He's got the ties here. Like if Mark Coyle has his eyes squarely on Nico, you may make the move. But I guess I wouldn't be shocked based on the vision that Ben laid out to Mark when Ben got the job that Ben gets a fourth year. But all bets are off if he does get that fourth year. Like you need to make significant progress fourth year and also progress, though, this year. The question is, yeah, can you win five, six, seven Big Ten games, finish ninth or tenth, not 13th or 14th, right? And so, yeah, I mean, it's something I'm keeping an eye on. I mean, there's no doubt about it, Ross, but based on the vision that Ben laid out, I can tell you that Ben anticipates being back for a fourth season. How about that? <laughs> well, All right, but I will be keeping an eye on Nico Medved, a few others as this year goes on, and we really won't learn a whole lot about the Gophers unless they lose, I guess, tomorrow night to McAllister or something like that in the exhibition, but well, I don't think we'll learn a whole lot about that. the Gophers for a few weeks. I mean, the non-conference is such a layup. Do you? That's all I got for you. We went a bit over on time. I oh, apologize. Good. All right. Okay. That's Darren Just Wilson. Just find out my internet's out tomorrow. Oh, goody. D. Wolfson. First world problems, but on the X machine. doing work in our neighborhood. Oh, they're always doing now work. I need to break the news to Phil, Judd, and Declan. They're we'll always doing out. work, and it's never any good. Unlike Darren's Correct. work, which is the best. No, that's uh, debatable. For Doogie, All I'm right, Ross Brendel saying thank you for listening to Minnesota Sports Chat. Please rate and review kindly. Back again with Daniel Hauser real soon.